1: And I believe that that's really why you're here Christ died for us History Makers Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater Today we're speaking with Peter Lane from On Eagle's Wings to Asia Ministry He's an amazing man of God, I've bumped into him a number of times over the years He's always got a great smile on his face and a spring in his step And certainly a heart to reach out to people that may have been going through uh, a tough time in their life Welcome to the program, how are you Peter?
0: Oh, great, Matt. It's always good to speak with you and meet with you.
1: Fantastic, mate. Now, for those who don't know about On Eagle's Wings to Asia, tell us what the ministry is.
0: Okay, well, basically, uh, my wife and I go into Asia, particularly India, each year and doing teaching on sexuality with a, a focus to, first of all, give a biblical understanding of sexuality and then, secondly, a biblical understanding of how to... Minister to people who are into issues such as, you know, homosexuality or pornography or being sexually abused.
1: Such an important ministry because uh, there's so much talk in the media uh, and in the schools about this topic, but often the church is silent on these subjects. Uh, so we're going to get to that soon, but let's hear a bit of your personal story first. Let's get to know the man behind the ministry. Uh, okay, well... Whereabouts uh, yeah, were you born and raised? Take,
0: take a deep breath. <laughs> I was born in the last century, 1946. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I was conceived as part of the celebrations of, of VE Day, victory in Europe over you know Nazi Germany. So, uh, big problem. My parents, first of all, they were not married. Uh, Mother was Irish Catholic Father Sikh, Indian Sikh And secondly, my father himself Had another wife and children in India So it was just uh, A disaster Which meant my father Left my mother and went back to India When I was a baby Yeah.
1: Mm, Okay, and and then uh, Where where were you raised? Where did you go to school?
0: Well, I I went to school in Coventry In in the UK And just a boys' school. But I think one of the big issues about my education was that I was struggling with a great sense of shame and guilt over my ethnic background and, of course, to do with my, you know, birth and being illegitimate. And my mother was then also living with another Indian man. So, yeah, I was pretty messed up.
1: And what about faith? Did uh, that play a part in your upbringing?
0: Yes. uh, The Anglican church, I... Had to go there, I was a member of the Cubs, the Boy Scouts, and we had to go to church once a month, and so that began my journey with God, and uh, I began aware hey there is a God out there, and I was very, very impressed by the the, the, the priests yeah
1: okay, and what about uh, a personal relationship with the Lord? Did that come later or or did you come to the Lord early in your in your years
0: well I came basically later in my years i went to church for about four years but because they were not preaching the gospel i just felt there was something wrong but I, I didn't know what it was so when i was about 15 i left the church uh went to college and then when i got involved with a girl at college sexually and you know emotionally but when that broke up began questioning what life was about, and amazingly began to read the Bible, which led me to, you know, trust Christ as Savior, Lord and Savior, yeah.
1: And was there a big change in your life? Did everyone notice the difference?
0: Well, they certainly did, both lecturers and even the former girlfriend of and my and, and my, you know, fellow students said, what's happened to you? <laughs> and I really didn't know, other than that somehow connection with Jesus had Changed my life absolutely dramatically, yeah. so <laughs> I didn't even know I was a Christian, really, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> tell I us about... Being born again was or anything.
1: And tell us about your career. What kind of work were you involved with after that?
0: Oh Well, I, I, I was a trained teacher uh, in physical education. That's why I used to meet you at Park Road or was on a push bike. remember?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so then I got a job in India, uh, cut a long story short, went to India uh to see my father and which was a disaster absolute disaster because of course I was his illegitimate eldest son and no shame in the village and the family because of my presence but uh, as I was a teacher I got a job in a school nearby so yeah mm-hmm. worked mm-hmm. for good
1: okay so did you end up having a, a healthy relationship with your father
0: no, no, no. I mean, uh, there was no way it could work. Uh, I hadn't, I didn't know the guy and even when I was there, he sort of treated me with dis disdain, didn't want to know me. And, uh, because of his own shame and guilt. And so, and then his two sons, two of his three sons just hated my guts. His wife hated me. And so it was just a nightmare. Yeah. Just a nightmare.
1: Well, thankfully, you know your Heavenly Father, and he is perfect, eh?
0: Oh, correct, and of course, it was through that confrontation with my father and his family that I began to realize that in all this, I had a Heavenly Father, and he had planned my existence. There were no mistakes, Mm. and so that really uh, was very healing for me and liberating Mm. God was at, in my conception and birth, not my human father and mother. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now in all these years as a, as a teacher yep. um, how did you make the transition from teacher to uh, working in ministry?
0: Uh, well what happened we're working in India uh, in, in the north and it was the epicenter of the Hippie, uh, the the hippies in the nineteen early seventies and so I just began to reach out, share the gospel with these hippies, and then felt, hey, the Lord was calling me to leave the school by which uh, uh, and uh reach out to the hippies in Goa and Rishikesh and Haridwar with Dot, who I met at the school and we married and did this ministry for 18 months in India.
1: Okay, and then when I first met you, you were involved with Exodus Ministries. Tell us about that ministry.
0: Okay, well, Exodus began in the good old USA, 1973, when a group of men... Uh, and women who had come out of homosexuality through, you know, tremendous conversion with Jesus uh, felt they needed to share this message of sexual redemption and liberation, right? So that 1973. Move on 10 years, 1986, in Brisbane here. Uh, myself and others founded Exodus Asia South Pacific, uh, coalition of. Similar ministries to reach out to people struggling with their sexuality, so that was the historical connection with exodus
1: now they came under a lot of uh, fire o- over the years because uh, you know a lot of people were saying you know scientifically you can 't be ex gay and you know a lot of people were talking yep. about all the the controversies and and they 've changed a lot in the last couple of years what's what 's the latest with exodus
0: well uh, two things sadly exodus uh, international North America closed down about two years ago under great confusion and mixed messages about change and so on, but it's regrouped, and so there are groups, you know, still proclaiming a message of freedom in Christ. But I think what's has also happened as a result of that there's been a greater clarification about what is change. You know, when we come to Christ, particularly in areas struggling with sexuality, whatever that might be, what in actual fact is change? And the real message of the gospel is this, we're not called to convert, as it were, our sexuality from being, you know, same-sex related to opposite, but rather as followers of Jesus Christ, if you're single, you're celibate, and if you're married, you're faithful. And that puts sexuality in its context.
1: Yeah, I just think that's such a powerful explanation because there's so many people uh, who are confused about that subject and uh, really it comes down to self-control and a choice to, to remain as celibate if you're single, doesn't it?
0: Exactly, exactly. And whatever your sexual weakness or desire is, you can and make those choices to control yourself. You know, if we're followers of Christ, as the gift of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, self-control and even non-Christians make these choices that, you know, it's dangerous out there, Mm. you know, if you're involved sexually with whoever disease and all sorts of things
1: Yeah, I've had the privilege of interviewing a number of people who are classed as ex-gay and one of them is our mutual friend Shirley Basket Oh great, uh, yeah. Author of the book The Woman Who Outran the the Devil What What an amazing story that one is, isn't it?
0: Oh definitely, and of course uh her testimony is ongoing and, and still proclaiming that freedom now, today, uh, that she found in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, and speaking wholeness and healing to others,
1: yeah. Mm, mm. And, you know, the truth is you can't argue with her story, can you?
0: <laughs> exactly. And, uh, <laughs> the, the testimony of a changed life, is indisputable, which is what the gospel about, is about, isn't it? Mm. Testimony, Jesus rose from the dead to change and transform us.
1: Now let's and, move on to uh, what you're up to currently in ministry. So on Eagle's Wings to Asia, yeah. w- w- what's, your, what's your role there?
0: Okay, well, m- my wife, Dot, and I go into India each year, going to churches and Bible colleges and discipleship centers, uh, teaching God's plan of sexuality, you know, the, uh, from Genesis and and then understanding why and how people get into, say, internet pornography and uh, homosexuality or immorality, and then more importantly, how to find freedom and healing in the Lord Jesus. Yes, So we do that uh, in a, a culture, both within the church and Indian society, where to discuss sexuality is something shameful and, and secret, and there's a silence about it. So you've got a bit of a, a difficulty there.
1: Now, you also have been – you told me a while back that you were running like a Christmas lunch or like a a supper, a weekly supper or something. You're still doing that?
0: Oh, yeah. That's a barbecue. The the background of that was when I was doing street work – and still do street work, by the way – invited guys back home for a meal. And, of course, the best place to have a beer and the ciggy is around a barbecue. (laughs) And we call that each week now Babette's Feast. Based on you know Philip Yancey's "What's So Amazing About Race," and it's a place where we get people who have questions about their faith journey with Jesus or just about faith in general, where you know people can come and just chat. Yeah.
1: Now tell us the story of Babette's Feast because I, I can vaguely remember it from that book, but can you can you clarify it?
0: Okay, well, Babette uh, was a an, a refugee from the French Revolution. Uh, her husband and son had been killed in the french revolution she goes to denmark gets connected with a church church is falling apart people in adultery and all sorts anyway she cooks 10 years later she wins the lottery she asks to put on a meal for the members of the church fabulous feast and uh, uh as they enjoy the meal you know the sense of reconciliation and healing begins to flow you know psalm 85 mercy and truth have met together righteousness and peace have kissed and through this grace atmosphere there's great sense of reconciliation amongst people but the real clincher is people then say oh i suppose you're going back now to uh france with your winnings and she says no i've spent the whole money on you which is the message of grace and redemption that it costs christ everything to win us back to himself cost us nothing so it's a great redemption story and what better place to tell that story than Barbie? You know, mm, and we wonderful. get people from different nationalities coming so they say hey what's Babette's Feast <laughs> <laughs> different religions so you, it's a great story
1: to tell fantastic mate and before we go I do want to ask you the most important question so you know there might be people listening that haven't given their hearts to the Lord and they don't sure. know what the gospel is would you share with the listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it
0: Okay, well, the gospel, the good news that uh, we first have a God that loves us, cares for us, sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to to die on the cross for us, and then to break the power of sin by rising from the dead, and then inviting us to have this new life with him, and to know peace and purpose and meaning in our life. And I think that, to me, is the gospel and that it is relevant to how we should live our life in this very
1: messed up world. And, mate, I can tell you, uh, after knowing you uh, for a number of years, uh, you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk. Uh, you get out there and you do the street work and you yeah. go to India, you travel around to the nations and you share the good news wherever you go. And uh, there's been many people with uh, with broken lives that have had their lives put back together through the, the gospel of grace that you preach. And uh, I can I can vouch for for uh, the truth behind what you're saying. And is there a website if people want to go to to find out more about On Eagle's Wings to Asia?
0: Okay, www.oneagleswingsfigure2asia.com.
1: Uh, mate, I reckon your history maker, Peter. Thanks for joining us. Bless you, there, mate. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to HistoryMakers.tv. There, you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry, and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Bracks, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen, and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.